Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Forever. Dog. Hi, everybody. It's Midnight Snack. It's Michelle Collins. Happy week. Happy week. God, we're just so happy around here. We don't know what to do. I'm here with my friend, Dan Acton. We're going to chat a little bit. A lot to get to this week. Uh, you know, we've, we're recording this a few days before release. So I'm sure if Trump dies between when we've recorded this and when it's released, we actually do know about it, but we just didn't have a chance to talk about it. <laughs> if in the next five days he does, we might have to record an emergency intro. If Trump <laughs> dies before Tuesday, we might have know. to record an emergency update. If Trump dies. That's not really my number one news story of the day. I don't know. It's like... <laughs> We can, we can get to it. You're later. like, did you hear that? Uh, yeah, Keanu Reeves and his girlfriend very happy still. Yeah. That's like your top story. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hi everybody. It's Michelle Collins. I don't have an alcoholic beverage. I guess I could pour one. I don't know. I had a bad experience this week um, drinking, and I've decided that I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I actually had something happen to me this week that has never happened, and. Maybe actually that's not true. Maybe it has happened, but I've always really prided myself on being a great drunk 
Like, I always am like, I'm so lucky that I'm a good drunk because, like, I can drink and I usually don't drink until the point of getting sick. You know, I know my limits um, and I'm never a mean drunk. Like, because certain people drink and they get extremely nasty. And, you know, they say that when you drink, you are showing your true self. Like, that is really who you are. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm not nasty. That's what I kept thinking. And then I had a moment this week where I got, I mean, I got. I I got fucked this week. I also, because I'm not eating bread, I have nothing absorbing anything. So I'm just like a walking water balloon, basically. And I had like a bowl of tequila and the guys were nice. They kept bringing us shots. And I was so, I was not myself. And I was like, God, is it that that's a tequila? I felt like, honestly, if the housewives cameras had been there, it would have been a, a great episode. Not aggressive like that, but I just was like not myself. And I, so I'm like, do I stop drinking for a little bit? Maybe I need a reset. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like, especially with, you know, not eating any carbs at all. Like I almost am worried about that. Just having this drink right now that I haven't had like a huge sandwich right before, yeah. <laughs> but I think it'll be fine. He's having a single drink. I hope that by the end of this podcast, you're so mean to me. I actually need it. I need you to be so, I want you to rip me. You got it. <laughs> Well, by the way, listener, Dan and I are actually friends off the pod, and I have a feeling he's got some things he'd like to get off his chest. So maybe. Aye, aye, Captain. I'll kill him. I'm coming to Brooklyn to kill you. Um, That is hilarious. Anyway, I've never seen you very drunk, Dan, actually. I don't think. Like, wasted? Never. No. No. No, I. No, I very rarely do. And never, I would never get wasted around you. Really? Why is that? If anything, it would be like, because it would be some like, I'm dragging myself out to a bar, like at all hours. Like, I'm not just gonna, you know, pound drinks with you. Um, If if I really get drunk, it's because I'm like out on the town, paying the town red. You're on a fun date. Uh, Let me tell you something, babe. You're not getting drunk on dates anymore. And I'll tell you why. Because you can't go from bar to bar. You got every date now is dinner and a date. So you, it sucks. So it's like, uh, I mean, it's good and it's bad. If it's a good date, it's fine. But if it's a bad one, you're like, oh my God, like I have to now have like a quesadilla. (laughs) Like I just want to have like a vodka soda. Now I also have to have a quesadilla. You know, sometimes I don't want to have a quesadilla on a first date. I just want to have like a drink and leave. Have you ever walked out of her first date? Have you ever just walked out on a date? Walked out? Yes. I haven't. I've really wanted to. I was, one time I was in the middle and I didn't leave because the dinner was still coming. Really? And that's, so I, I just felt yeah, stuck because I had ordered it and then, <gasps> and it was going so poorly. And the other person was like very into like weightlifting or something. So yeah. he ordered two, two entrees. Wow. Like that was entree, one of the first Entree Leon Tally. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my dinner with entree. Okay. <laughs> my dinner with entree is genius. And I'm entree. sorry, listener, yeah, that's pretty listener, if you don't give me credit for that, okay, you should download Forever Dog Plus just for that fucking joke. <laughs> no, but um, why did you want to walk out on the date? What Do you remember what he did to rub you the wrong way? No pun intended. Um, yeah, well, he insisted on going to this place that was really far. And it was like an okay Mexican place, but like... It was a real haul for me. And then the, the big attraction was there was like a salsa bar, which you have to go over and like spoon into like tiny little salsa cups. So it was just dumb. And yeah. then he was so, I think it might've been because he had just worked out, but he was so brain dead. Oh, there was just no. zero conversation. No chemistry. Ugh. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, but okay. Well, there's, you know, once you know that the date is going nowhere and there's no chemistry, that's fine. But 
like fake your way through it since we already ordered dinner like make pleasant like make some kind of conversation when people one you just brought up one of my biggest pet peeves people not making pleasantries people not making pleasantries alex for 200 i feel like i make it my life's mission to make pleasantries i try <laughs> to it's true isn't it yeah you're a pleasantry uh, factory like i am truly put <laughs> it certainly exceeds my input let me uh if i may my pleasantries output far supersedes my pleasantries input but i try to go out of my way to be nice to everybody to, i like to make everybody laugh like anyone i like to be nice to uh you know, I called you today, actually, or I was texting you because I went to L.L. Bean today, just which is so unlike yeah. me. It's so not my style, but I had to return. I love it. I, but, you know, you actually have a jacket that I had tried on at L.L. Bean. I don't think I even told you that. Your little thing. Anyway, <laughs> the point is um, I went because I was at an H&M and I walked in because I, I want a fleece. Like, I'm all about cozy gear. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just get like a big fucking men's like L.L. Bean jacket, you know, and yeah. I... I think because of <laughs> your joke really made, I won't steal your joke. Actually, I just texted Dan and I go, Dan, I'm alone in the LLB store. And there was like nobody there. I go, I'm alone in this store. And I keep thinking there are all these hot guys in here. And like peripherally, I'll be like, God, there's like a fucking hot guy over there. And then I'll turn and it's a mannequin. This <laughs> happened three times. Well, cause I'm like, Oh, cause like every mannequin there looks like some piece of shit in Brooklyn. So I was like, wait, so I would like see like some like guy like perched on the edge of like sitting and like reading. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then, and I sent you a picture. And by the way, was that mannequin not hot? It's hot, but he didn't have a head. It was just headless. like, uh, yeah, I know. But the body, like, wait, I got to look at it. He was headless. Well, I admit, tall. but he was, he was so he was tall, down, but Tracy, so you can see up, it. <laughs> like seeing that from far away, like look how he's sitting. The big dick energy on this LLB mannequin, the nerve for when I'm like all horny and I'm walking in, like out of my mind, lonely, had a hard week, had an anxiety attack at the fucking car wash, and now you're gonna put that mannequin over here when I'm here to look for a sale fleece? I don't think so. I was it's a, it's a, furious. This is the final, final episode ever before they haul you away. <laughs> Like an Amadeus. They bring the pine. I want them to truly haul me away, but only in like an 18th century Viennese town. Like I want it to be so glamorous. Like wrap my arms around me and just put me in like a big puffy top. Oh my God. That's hysterical. I did buy a sweater at L.L. Bean, by the way. Oh, that's why I brought it up. Because oh, yeah. the guy, wor- there was literally only employees there. Everyone was really nice. But the guy working there, they're very taking it very seriously. As you know, I love, of course, I have my mask on. Everyone does. He had gloves. Like cleaned the thing before I came up. There was no one there. And I put my sweater down and he was like, you know, I get very upset when I go to buy something. It was like a $29 sweater and it's, it was on sale. And I hate when people are like, um, are you part of our membership rewards club? And I'm like, I literally never shop at Ella Bean. So I was like, no, that's fine. I'll just yeah, pay yeah. you the money. And he goes, all right. Um, what's your last name? And I said, no, if it, you know, I was like, not, I'm not interested <laughs> right, in whatever right. this is. Like, I don't really, I just don't give you my credit card. Like you'll have it. And he's like, yeah. you don't want me to look it up? Like, have you shopped here before? And I'm going, I, I was really nice, but I just wouldn't give him my information. I was like, this is insane. Like, let me just give you my United card and let me get out of here with my cheap sweater. And I think he, I offended him, even though I was nice about it. I think I hurt him because then he 
took my sweater like a dirty diaper, didn't fold it, dropped it in the bag, like airdropped my sweater into the bag. I was like, okay. And then took the receipt and flung it in so hard. I was like, you're going to fling that receipt like that. Have some respect. I just bought the fucking thing, you know? So that was a hard guy to make pleasantries with because he took it personally that I didn't want to give him my information. But I'm like, look, unless it's like... I don't even know, like someplace where I'm always at. I just don't want to be in a rewards club. Yeah. And and people are so testy. Like, I don't know if I told you, like years ago, I worked at a spa Ooh. and at the register next to me, there was a guy that had like, it was almost like a nervous tick that he would use the phrase duly noted. So if you'd said like, <laughs> I'm not, you know, you don't need my last name. That's fine. You would duly noted. He would say it a thousand <laughs> times a day. And he would also give instructions on, cause it was like cosmetics or lotion or yep. whatever and he's and he would say and that is something you should duly note like he really said, like he would shoot ways. it back to you interesting yes. wow yes like hundreds of times a day um and then i'm like what's your name again he's like that. i'm Dulay noted stupid <laughs> and they are about to haul me away it's been fun it's our last app see you in- Bye. Guy with the net behind you. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I can't decide. I don't know what's going on with me. I think it's okay to talk about it, right? I've actually never, I've never had any issues really. Like, truly, that's a hilarious lie. But you know what I mean? I've never had like real, <laughs> it, I've, I'll put it this way. I've never had mental problems that have then affected me physically. Okay. Like anxiety in that way. Okay. That's not fully true. I've yeah, had anxiety yeah. attacks in my lifetime, usually um, drug related, but pot related for the record. Meth. No, pot related. But um, <laughs> can you imagine me on meth? <laughs> me on meth is a Netflix show. So we were talking about walking out on dates. I want to rewind back to the OG topic. I went on a date. I've talked about this before, but I will say that I did walk out on a date and it was really one of the most exciting feelings I've ever had. And I actually, you know, I don't really talk about my dates ever because I, you know, I wouldn't want yeah. someone with a podcast talking about going on a date with me. If I like did something rude or whatever, I would like not want that to get out. But this guy was an asshole. So I will yeah. talk about it. He was a Trump voter and I got, you know, I'm worried that I've told the story before and it's just been such a long week that listener, if you've heard it, forgive me, but he was a Trump voter. We had actually met in person. It was not an app thing. It's interesting on the apps because I won't go on a date with a Trump supporter, nor will I befriend one. And, um, I, cause to me, it's, it's not about having a different political party. It's like having a different yeah. moral compass. Like it's like, yeah, it'll, I've, I've dated like yeah. George W. Bush Republicans or one. How was it? <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, it's great. It was kind of hot. Was it a gay um, Republican? Always yeah. fascinating to me. I mean, it, he was on the edge, but it was very of like glory. waspy, like his family. Of glory hall. What? Of glory hall. <laughs> I'm on the edge. <laughs> Our last show, people, were cracking the bat, hitting that ball right out of the park. Uh, no, I I went on a date with this guy, um, cute enough, like very white. Like, honestly, like I should have known by how fucking white he was what I was getting into. Yeah, but he really, sure. and I, I wonder sometimes about people, I wonder if you've had this happen to you. I have. Where guys will self-sabotage on a date. I'd like um, professional psychiatrists and psychologists to weigh in on this. Where they'll go out of their way to be the worst possible person. And I'm like, that is a really interesting thing. Uh, This guy definitely did that. (laughs) I I had another first date with someone once. Uh, I won't get into the details of it, but I will tell you that 
you know, there's certain aspects of one's life that I think you should save until you're in a relationship. There are just certain, like, we all have traumas, okay? I've got trauma fever, sure, baby, yeah. like your old company. Trauma fever. I've got trauma fever. That's funny. <laughs> My dinner with entree. Um, and... Like, do you think I'm going to bring that shit up on a first date? Like, no, like I'll, I know you're funny and you know, you want to look great or whatever it is. This guy though, he was uh, really clearly just trying to round me up. I just don't understand why a guy, and I actually said to him, he was, he, one of the things he brought up, I'll never forget. I've definitely told the story before, but he didn't believe the wage gap existed. Uh, By the way, this was before, this was like a year ago. It would have been way before like. George Floyd or Brianna or any, I can't even imagine what this fuck that I would have probably left oh. within minutes. Honestly, well then yeah, it's over. Then just, no, no, no. Yeah. But, right. but even with the wage gap and I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? Like he's someone who just didn't believe that. Like, um, and this is an interesting thing. White people who don't believe in systemic racism, like a Mike Pence who brought it up in the vice presidential debate where it's like, if you work right. hard, you'll get the job. And it's like, are you actually crazy? Like that is so not how yeah. it works. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, and when he started getting into the wage gap, something he said really fired me up. And I was just like, I'm going to go. I, I took a $20 bill out of my bag and I said, here for the drinks, because I had had and I had had two drinks, even though I knew after two sips, I was never going to see him again yeah. or talk to him. But it was just like I had gone all the way downtown. I was all dressed up. I was in a great dress. It was like I right, felt right, cute. Right. So I was like, oh, God, like I maybe you can turn it around. Obviously, that didn't happen. But. I remember I gave him this. Did I ever tell you the story where I gave him the 20 and I went, that's for the wage gap, which makes no sense. (laughs) It actually doesn't make any sense. I'm an idiot. Now I don't think I would have tossed it, but I was like, I fucking, I didn't want him to think, oh, she probably just came out for free drinks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, probably, you know, that's the energy that he gave. But I remember I said to him, I bet you don't have a lot of sex. I bet I a hundred percent said, I bet you don't get laid a lot. And he goes, you're right. And I said, I actually appreciate your honesty with that answer because whatever this is, no woman in New York is going to let you put it in. Not one. Yeah. And you're not really there to like fight do this, like political conversion oh my God. either. Like it okay. was, it was like, all right, you're a fuck. There's no like official way to learn how to date. Really? And so I think like, especially like you're younger right. guys, they're, they're like, you know what? If uh, this person can take me at my worst, then I have like a ground floor. So let me like roll it out. Honey, start at the top <laughs> I think floor. I think that's what. Let me take it yeah. from a woman. But I think that's what that's about. Yeah. yeah. But they have to start at the top floor and then work their way progressively down. All right. Let's do some advice, Dan. This is good because this actually, this is good. This is making my face. Look at my face. I'm getting like cuckoo eyed. It's a <laughs> dear like Abby. We all know Abigail Van Buren. Dear Abby, I've been with my husband for 20 years, married for eight of them. He thinks his mother can do no wrong. She takes pictures of me. This, by the way, I am about to right now. I am about to right now. I am like ready to like take my fucking earrings off and beat this woman's mother-in-law for her. Because what I'm about to read to you is I actually think I have actually gotten into I have gotten into things with people about this. Actually, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to keep reading and then I'm sorry. I know I'm getting excited. No one knows why I'm excited. Okay, let me keep reading. Let me keep reading. She takes pictures of me when I least expect it and then posts Mm. the worst ones on Facebook. No. (laughs) She laughs and thinks it's funny and I'm really hurt by it. To make it worse, his sister now does it to me. They constantly have their phones pointed towards me and when confronted, they deny (laughs) taking pictures (laughs) or insist all pictures have been deleted. (laughs) 
By the way, there is something very dark about this. There is something actually horrible about this. I've, I'm on this yeah, woman's side yeah. 100%. I've always supported my husband's relationship with his family, but I don't feel like they support us being together. I've deleted his mother as a friend. Ooh, them's fighting words on Facebook and no longer go to family functions. Wow, I believe that. My husband agrees that, yeah. by the way, what a, what a horrible breach of trust. What an awful thing to do. Yeah. Uh, my husband agrees that what she's doing is wrong, but offers no support. His family photos, what? his family prides themselves on class. Oh, I believe that. But is anything, <laughs> so does mine. But this is anything but classy. Let me tell you something, Dan Acton. That sucks. I, yeah. if, if I catch someone even videotaping me without me knowing it, I don't like it. I'm yeah. sorry. You're going to yeah. videotape me without telling, why don't you say, or like make it obvious that you're holding a phone up, but like. Taping someone, I, I'm going to tell a story that years ago, uh, I will not give away any identifying information, but I was at a party. There was someone at the party who I'd never really met before, but he was friends with someone who I know for a fact dislikes me. Imagine, listener, those people exist, but wait. And, uh, you know, th- it's a very jealous world out there, listener. <laughs> very jealous. <laughs> and, I, and I caught him taking pictures of me. And I didn't say anything because we were in a group function. I think we were watching the Oscars or something like we were watching some show and I saw him and he was being so cagey. This guy, I literally cannot say he's also ugly. I hope he hears this. He's also hideous, but not the point. He was like being so weird about his phone. And I saw him, you know, when someone's taking a picture of you, my God, but like him taking pictures of me and I saw him do it. And what am I going to say? Then I look paranoid to be like, what are you taking my picture? Because then I, what are you nuts? You well, know, then you could throw it right back in my face. But I know it happened. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Why would you want to? Like, I, I know, like, uh, hey, hey, guys, let's all take a picture or whatever. But, like, there's no, like, great reason to sneak a photo. It just felt, like, I was, I, and I've hated that guy since. And I will tell you that when people do that to me, I really um, don't like it. And so reading about this woman actually is like, I feel her pain. I would, I would do the exact same thing. I'm glad that she's doing what she's doing. Yeah, it's like, it's actually evil. Like, it, it's like a movie villain kind of thing. Like, yeah. we're all going to take your photo. Yeah. It, it's it, horrible. What, what it, you like, feel so what? self-conscious. And, you know, we live in this horrible time with these phones. I really mean that. I, it's just like you can't escape yeah. being connected. You can't. I think that's another reason, frankly, while I'm anxious, because I, my screen time is like double what it used to be. I'm on my phone mm. all day. And I know it's unhealthy for me and I but what else would I be doing here's what Abby has to say it isn't classy to willfully hurt others as your mother-in-law and sister-in-law have been doing both appear to have a cruel streak and this is their way of needling you what troubles me is that you've allowed them to drive you away from family functions which I assume your husband is attending without you have another talk with him go to another family gathering and when you see the camera aimed at you tell them to cut it out your spineless husband oh I'm hard should back you up on it so hard tell them it isn't funny and if there are any shots of you on their facebook pages he wants them deleted immediately effective immediately (laughs) duly noted duly noted Uh, duly noted i think that he should also stop going to the function actually i think they should both pull out i agree yeah, I agree. Dan, can we do a quick segment here before we welcome our celebrity guest, Julie Stiles, who is one of my nearest and dearest and oldest friends? Um, yeah. We have a little segment we're going to present this week called Snack Break. Now, to me, this does sound like an ASMR segment where we're just going to crunch things slowly <laughs> into the mic. And we can make that happen for you, too, if you like. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about some TV that I've watched uh, recently and, and check in with you, see if you've watched them, too. And there's one show in particular that I feel strongly about bringing up. Um, I binged it in a single day. I will tell you this. I had 
not only its star, I had its creator separately on my Sirius XM show. I had Darren Starr and Lily Collins on my show from Emily in Paris on Netflix. And my greatest regret is that I had them on before I actually watched it. Because and, and frankly, before anyone watched it, because they were doing interviews before it was released. So there was like no way for me to binge it. Did you watch it? I haven't yet. I've heard all about it. Like I, I want to. I got to tell you something. And, you know, I don't actually like garbage TV. You know, I, I've never watched Gossip Girl. <laughs> no, there's I don't like scripted junk. Like I really don't get yeah. into it. It's just not right. for me. Right, right, right. I loved it. And I have a real issue right now with all these people who think they're too cool to like Emily in Paris. I'm not getting paid to promote the show. I, um, I, I literally didn't even want to watch it, if I'll be honest with you. But so many people were tweeting about it that I was literally forced to just to be a part of the conversation. And thank you yeah. to those people because I, I couldn't pry myself off of the couch. Let me say a couple things about it. <laughs> She's very cute. When you watch all 10 in one, by the end, her smile is like, 8% grading, but it's only because she's so charming in it that by the end you're like, you got it. You're charming. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. but she's very good in it. The co-stars on it, specifically Ashley Park, who's on it, who plays like her friend that she meets there in Paris, who is, why is her name not everywhere? She's one of the funniest, most natural actresses. Um, there are all these French actors. You would love it because they speak French a lot. Paris is not a city that I like, uh, but this show has made convinced me that I haven't, I should go back. And that is really saying something. Cause yeah, last yeah, time yeah. I went to Paris, which was the weekend of Charlie Hebdo, which was awful. But I was like, I will literally never come back. It's like, imagine being a tourist in New York and then nine 11 happens. You're like, well, I'm never coming back to New York. I mean, it's right. like scarring, horrible. <laughs> And that's that was what happened there. But even before that situation, I never like loved Paris. I was in London the night of Brexit. Like my really? first night in London was yeah, it was like the Brexit vote. What was the mood? <laughs> what was really, the mood? What was the mood? Uh really crazy and a bummer. Oh no. The next day, like people were just walking around dumbstruck, like, you know. Yeah, that's too bad. Well, anyway, so this show, it is just, <laughs> I mean, but, but the other thing I want to say about it is that whoever cast it, whether it's Mr. Starr himself or the casting people, I have to imagine that that casting room felt like an episode of my super sweet 16 where the girls like from Jersey were like, take your shirt off, spin around. No, I don't like you next. Take your shirt off. Oh my God. He has abs. Remember those episodes where the girls were like <laughs> horny over these like models. Well, every guy in the show, you are going to honestly, I think secretly cut. I know I did because I was like, the <laughs> So stupid. One after another, including like the lecherous old married men who hit on her. I was like, you dumb bitch. Go for it. What are you doing? Every guy in it was so hot and French. Even the assholes were hot. I, this show for me felt like going on dates abroad. Like I was like, oh, this is so fun. And um, just everyone's good in it. But there's one guy in it, Lucas Bravo, who's her downstairs neighbor. <sighs> You know, it's rare uh, that I see a man where I'm like, like maybe Brad Pitt, Jude Law, like that level, you know, where I'm just like, what are you? Like, I don't understand right, right. what you are. That's this guy. <laughs> I don't understand what he is. That's all I have to say about it. He's he's so hot and he's a good actor. He, I think he's good. People are going to listen to this and then want to call me dumb. I already know. I already know who you are. I know there are people who are, they're taking... 
pleasure in shitting on it. Listen, it's a fantasy show, just like Sex in the City was. I found the writing to be better than it should have been. I found there to be some jokes that actually really did make me laugh. I thought it was good. And it's yeah. a good show. Why does everybody, Dan, have to shit on everything yeah. in 2020 when everything is already shit laden? Can't we have something I mean... that's not covered in shit for once? Dan Acton, take it away. <laughs> Well, it's fun to shit on things, but yeah, totally. Yeah. But after a while, it's enough. It's like, can't I eat something not covered in app in human shit? <laughs> Dan, no, Dan, you know I love you so much. Poor Dan has to listen to me rant and rave about Emily in Paris. And then I'm like, and that's our time. Dan, I adore you. Uh follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton on uh Instagram and Twitter. Um, he DMs me the funniest things ever. You're the only person who DMs me funny shit. So thank you for that. And guys, yeah, I really mean that. And guys, don't go anywhere because we've got Julia Stiles. Good morning. Ah! Hi. Good morning. Good evening. Oh my God. I'm so excited to talk to you. I have to be cool and calm down. I actually have to tell you that for me, this is like, you and I haven't talked on the phone in a really long time. So weirdly, this podcast is like us catching up for everyone. Although I probably won't tell you everything. Because I have boundaries, I'm it's sure you probably also like. Do. Yeah, um, I know it's sort of like a public catch up, which is a little strange. Yeah, but well, let me introduce you like I'm a real still guest. Excited about it. I'm so excited, and okay. wait till I tell people your setup right now because they're just going to love it so much. Well, first of all, she is uh, one of my oldest friends. I've known her now. I mean, it has to be twenty less than twenty years, but we've been in the same circles for twenty years together. I would say. Yeah. That's about well, right. Well, I mean, we met in college, I think. I think, yeah, like, I so knew that's you. years. I knew you, but I think we officially oh, met after college. I remember one time you yeah. were at 1020, which was our local bar that's still open. And I remember being like, oh my God, yeah, Julius. I wouldn't remember that. You I... wouldn't, but you were there. And I, I was like, that's remember. so funny that Julius, it's the shittiest bar in the whole world. And I was like, Julius Styles is at 1020. I love it. <laughs> I have that distinct memory of seeing you there and you were all dressy and it's like, the shittiest bar in the world, but you looked great. Oh, thanks. Oh, Julia. Okay, so let me promote you, and then we're really going to talk. First of all, she's a mom and a wife. Can you imagine? That's how I open up. (laughs) She's a wife, (laughs) and she's here with us today. No, she is on the most beautifully filmed show maybe I've ever seen called Riviera, um, where you really hit the jackpot during the show. It's on, uh, it's a sky original on sky Atlantic and you can watch the first two seasons on Amazon and Sundance. Now third season premiering October 15th. Hi. She's also been in hustlers and silver linings playbook. I don't even want to say your big movies. Cause I feel like we know, we know what you've been in. We know that you're in the born movies. You're a star. You're the loveliest. You're Julia Stiles. Hi, Julia. You are. I know what you. I know you are. But what am I? I'm. I, I'm going to introduce our host right now because Michelle Collins. You are my shining light, saving grace in this crazy, fucked up time that we're living in. Because your podcast is like crack to me. I mean, I. I swear to God, like it's the only thing that stops the baseline anxiety from rising to the surface. You're so hilarious. You're really feeling yourself. I feel like your comedy has evolved so much. Thank you. Um, and That's nice. when I when I when I listen to your show, I'm like, I feel like I'm sitting in a bar with you Aww. drinking margaritas, and it makes me so happy. I wish we were actually doing that. Is the sad thing. I wish that we could go have margaritas together and like catch up. It, it's interesting to me that you're saying your, first of all, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And I'm like, I am damp eyed. Although, you know, my <laughs> crying mechanism is like defunct for many years, but it's funny that you're saying I help your baseline anxiety because I feel like this week my anxiety has been 
higher than it's ever been in my history of living. Like I, and obviously we've all been anxious with everything going on. I don't know what's happening. I just feel like really like moody. And I'm, I don't know if it's what we're living in, if it's something hormonal, but maybe aging. I don't know. Uh, I've it's been in a weird what place. we're living in. It's what we're so? living in. But I also feel like if your emotions were like in the basement, now they're on the roof all the time. And it's such an emotional roller coaster. One, literally it's like you go through every emotion in one day, every day. I feel every like. day. Laughter, sadness. I got a car wash in New Jersey today for my rental. And you know, when I was little, of course, because I'm clean, the car I keep clean, apartment (laughs) can get a little messy, car clean. And very specific that it was Jersey. I know because I had to pick, I take my dry cleaning to Jersey. You know, I'm a piece of shit. I go, I take all my dry cleaning. It's right here. I'm staring at it. All the way to Jersey for dry cleaning? Can I say this? Of course you do. Okay, first of all, that's anti-Semitic, but uh, let me add. No, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking with you. I'm no, joking. That has to do with your glamorousness that you are so on point that you're very specific about what dry cleaner is going to touch your beautiful purchases. No, the truth is it's a place called, I'll give them a plug for free, Value Act Cleaners, which is in Saddlebrook, New Jersey. And I'm actually going to show you, I have to, I have basically a t-shirt and no pants on, but look at all this dry cleaning. I haven't hung it up yet because I've. that's all of that. Yeah. Cost me $200, including some, um, you know, Hemming. I bet you didn't think we'd open the show talking we about this. We better give you like a 10% discount. Uh, They're not giving me anything. Gave them that plug. No, it's me and every firefighter. Like all the chiefs take their jackets to get cleaned. And I'm, I'm there with like my tunics and my dresses. You just go but to meet hot firefighters then. Huh? I do do that. I do do that. <laughs> no, but I went to the car wash. And I was in the car, my Chevy Equinox that I've rented. And when I was little, I had a fear of car washes. I don't know. Do you, did you ever have a feeling like that in a, going with like your mom or dad to the car wash? Yes. I, I, those, at times, I think I thought it was really... I, I got to a certain age where I thought it was really exciting. I thought it was really fun. But yeah, I know what you mean with the, the spaghetti things and the yeah. foam and the, the whole car is covered. Exactly. Yeah. Makes me feel really uncomfortable. And I guess because I haven't driven in so long, and I honestly think I'm like going through something right now, just being honest. I took the car and it's. I got on the track. I was in it. And then it covered in foam. And I literally was like, I'm going to have to honk the horn to let them to make them stop because I have to get out of the car. Like I literally did. I thought I was going to have a real attack and I had to like drink water and like turn the music up and just take my mind off of what was going on. And it was really scary. And I was like, do I what do I do? I'm asking you. Has there, there has to have been there. There has to have been a scene in a movie where somebody walks out in the middle of a car wash. Somebody has to have written that scene. <laughs> well, it's, I, I copyrighted it. If nobody did. <laughs> That's Your mine. next film, That's it's like a, an action thriller and all of a sudden you're just <laughs> soaked in suds. Everyone is like, what is she doing? Right. We should write that. We should write that. But did no, you it's have- a romantic comedy no. where like the girl's trying to get away and the guy comes and chases after her and then they start making out in the soap. No, that's terrible. Sorry. I'll tell you something. The, the guys who worked there were very cute, but they were like 17 years old at this car wash. It was right next to Value Act mm. Cleaners. And I was like, oh, I, I'm just, I'm a scary old lady. I get panic attacks in car washed cars. What was your childhood fear? What was the thing you were most afraid of when you were little? I don't think I got like serious fears until being an adult, until becoming a mother, honestly. Really? Like I, I have, yeah. Because before there's no consequences. Like I was, I think I was pretty fearless until um, I had a, I, I now have a child to protect. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I, 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 yeah, I feel like I was so, like especially even in my twenties, working on different films, I was so reckless. Like, sure, I'll jump off that cliff. Yeah, why not? I'll did go you do that? In. You did things like that. You I did. Cliff. Yeah, I, um, I, I did a movie that was filmed in Iceland in November. And I jumped off of a cliff into the ocean. What did that feel like for cold. you? What did that feel like for you? <laughs> I, 
Or like, or like I did a movie where I had to be drowning in a fountain in New York City in November. And I, after the third take, blacked out because I was so cold. Like those days are done. My commitment to, to uh, recklessness and... I don't know. Anyway, I don't did you, remember having any childhood Did you, when fears, you went cliff honest. jumping in Iceland, was it with another celebrity? Like, were you with Mads Mikkelsen? Why am I picturing you and Mads? I was with Jeremy Renner, who was not wow. as famous then, but then he blew up. So you, you can call Jeremy with Renner and ask him. Jeremy Renner. Now, here's where I'd like to dig a little deeper. Did you know Julia Stiles, that Jeremy Renner, who actually, we once went to his house together. Do you remember that? Wasn't was it with you? his house in LA? Yes. Yeah. Remember, it was on Franklin. He doesn't live there anymore. Because when I interviewed him, yes. I said, I've been to your house. Well, and he, he, like, I would hope out. not because you just told everybody where he lives. <laughs> well, it's a big street. That's like saying he's on Broadway. Um, but do you remember? This is vodka, by the way. Don't be. God, cool. I wish you were drinking. I wish I was drinking right now. I yes. actually think I'm curbing my drinking this week because of the anxiety. I'm not joking. I'm like, I need to like. It's a good idea. Detox, I think. Um, I think. Yes, go ahead. I keep no, I want to talk about Jeremy. Ryan. No, I'm, I haven't shut up. We went to Jeremy Renner's house, I think for his birthday party, and there were like burlesque dancers. Do you remember oh, yes. 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 And I, oh my God, totally. He really went all out, but I feel like he, that wasn't unique. I think that that house was probably devoted to like constant partying. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was the nice. burlesque dancers were so hot and it made me feel so not hot. And I was that, like, oh, that's you know killer. when you put on yeah. like an outfit and you think that you're, you're like, oh, I'm really cute today. Yes. And then you see... A sexy model, half naked, dancing to Beyonce. You're so like, like Shirley oh, Bassey, and I, you're I like, to, I'm going to go die. I need to step it up a notch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's impossible to. Yeah, exactly. You can't compare yourself to like Beyonce's backup dancers, who basically in LA, the ugliest burlesque dancer in LA is like the prettiest one in New York. You know, it's the the mm-hmm. hotness is so skewed there. But I wanted to ask you if you were aware that Jeremy Renner had an app. Did you know that? I did not know that. I don't know anything, really. This is what I'm also looking forward to you catching me up on a lot of <laughs> current events on this phone call. The name of He's the episode is what? I Don't Know Anything by Julia <laughs> Stiles. I don't even know what it was about. Um, th- there are these girls who are now dedicating a podcast to it called The Renner Files. This girl, Caroline, who's very funny um, on Instagram, is I think works at Corden. And they're digging in as to why would Jeremy Renner need an app? So I want to ask you as his former co-star, and I don't mean to dig deep, but what do you think? I don't know anything about it. What would his app have accomplished, I guess? Wait, did he design an app or he has an app that he like sponsors? What does it do? That's what I don't know. Shall I look it up? I don't want to steal Caroline's thunder. No, I think they deleted the app because it was, I don't know. Apparently Tom Hanks had an app. Would you ever have an app? Uh, yeah, why not? I mean, if I don't have to do anything, if I don't have to, if I make money and don't have to work, yeah, sure. (laughs) If I don't have to do the techie stuff. Well, listen, the New York Times has this article. It's called The Rise and Fall. No, my app. I know what. Okay, wow. Talk to me. No, it's right. I got scared. I got scared. Okay. but wait, if I do this, then somebody else is going to... No, no, no. We're not releasing this for a few days, so you can actually have time. I have a couple days. Yeah. I have a couple days. No, I'll never design an app. I don't know the first thing about that stuff. Wait, what would your app be? An app, it's, it would be, you know, like Google Translate? Mm-hmm. It would be the male-female translator. So it would translate, like, this is what my wife is saying. I don't understand it. This is what my husband's saying. I don't understand it. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Uh, I love it. Would yeah. you... What would, for example... Um, like, like, let's say a wife just says via text, like, K, like, what would that mean? According to <laughs> right, your app? I don't know. Oh, what would that mean? It would mean I'm pissed off. It means that you did, you fucked up. You did something wrong. Um, 
it's a pretty heteronormative app. Very much. I, I didn't want to call app, you out on it, but yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Are you anything. proud that I used... Are you proud that I use the word heteronormative? I am. That's that Columbia that education is. rears its ugly head. Yes. Anytime you ask her a question, she'll show it. Um, do you and your husband, before I read you about Jeremy Renner's app, because I'm not letting it go. Do you and your husband, I feel like you guys have great communication. I've not seen the two of you together a lot, but. I think you should read, tell me what Jeremy Renner's app is all about. Okay. <laughs> Does wow. that answer your question? <laughs> I love, I love him. I love him so much. Okay, good. That actually made me nervous for a minute. I was like, is everything okay? Like they're gritty teeth. No, we're great. No, we're of great. We're great. We're great. I just feel weird talking about him. That's and fair. also I want to know what the friggin' app is. That's about. fair. And I won't ask about him again. Um, but tell me when he goes to bed, no, I'm joking. When he's falling asleep and you're next to him. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> it says, on- no, I'm happy. I'm honestly happy to talk about him, but first I want to hear about the app. Okay, well, I won't ask about it, but it says online trolls have killed Jeremy Renner official. That was the name of the app. A mobile app introduced more than two years ago as a gathering for his fans. Okay. The app's existence has become a running joke online. Uh, what was the app? It says here, it promised a deeper look into the life of Mr. Renner. He said, I'm always looking for new ways to connect directly with my fans all over the world in our own shared environment. It promised exclusive, I think you could do this, exclusive photographs, music, that's so you, contests, live streams, and more. You could collect and buy stars that determine their place in a global ranking of fans. How, I mean, he seems normal, like ish, when you meet him. I, I, because I've met him, I've interviewed him, he was very nice, but this does seem wildly narcissistic. Well, I, I, that was my first instinct, but I will say it's a little bit clever in that it's like, I'm sort of like, what's the difference between that and Instagram or any platform that you have on social media? He gets the money from it. That's a smart thing. No, that is true. Do you feel like Instagram takes advantage of you? No. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. No, like posting paid for it. Yeah. Cause you're posting content. What are you getting in return? Really? Oh yeah. I mean, if I were taking like award-winning photographs and they were Profiting from them, yeah. maybe, but I'm not doing that, so it doesn't really matter. Would you ever have an OnlyFans, Julia Styles? <laughs> Is that the thing where you get paid to to send people like a private video? It's like you don't have to be a full porn star to be on it because you can do like sexy, provocative photos in like bikinis or you know little things. But people are minting money. Tyler Posey just joined it. He's an actor, very hot. Listen. I mean, you can't rule anything out these days. As much as I want to vomit at the idea of it, like <laughs> this pandemic keeps going on and the recession gets worse and worse, you never know. Honestly, you still look great. Out. You actually could honestly earn a shit ton of money on OnlyFans. You, oh my God. Now I like want you to do it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay. It's also like my dream of going on Dancing with the Stars, which would end my career. So um, it, it actually would. We'll, just, we'll hold off a little bit. We'll hold off. A little bit. Isn't that an interesting thing? I'm curious. I want to ask you about this because you say it would end your career. And yet I see actors going on it like Justina Machado, who I love. And I don't know if you've ever met her. She's the best. She's killing it on that show. I mean, she's also a great dancer, so it helps. And I feel like for her, it's boosting her. I don't know. It's boosting her in a way, but I agree with you. It's either you're on the way up or on the way down when you go on that show, right? Like what, what's your take on you yourself being famous? It's, it's usually I think people who need like a comeback, right? I think or, so. Right. Yeah. A comeback or like a fun, see, to me, it seems like a fun thing to do, but I agree with you that there are no movie stars signing up to do it. And I'm wondering if there are some out there right. who actually would want to. 
well, me, but I, I think the other thing is that actually I, I haven't, I'm not current with the dancing with the stars. I literally watch, I go down a rabbit hole of watching my favorite dances over and over and over again, like Carlton. Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah. Yeah. Alfonso. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Alfonso. Alfonso and Whitney. Oh my God. I, you have to send this to me. I've yeah. never, you know, that I've never watched well, they an won, entire they episode. They won like 10, se- they won, they won like 10 seasons ago and I just watched their finale over and over and over really? and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> It's really sad. This might be one of the biggest reveals in the many years that I've known you. The idea of you watching Carlton dancing on a 10-year-old DWTS finale <laughs> is just funny to me. Well, you know, we all have our comforts. Um, that's true. That's one of mine. My friend Adam Rippon won Dancing with the Stars, actually. And um, that just shocks me. because, But he's to me, it's like if you're an athlete already and you go on that show, your advantage is so above and beyond. No. Not yeah. really, though, because the athletes, the, most of the athletes have no rhythm and are very stiff. Mm-hmm. The only athlete was that figure skater who won uh, years ago also, because she, she figure skaters have the, the sort of balletic thing, yeah. too. But most of the athletes are like, like, they move like trucks. They're not, they're not fluid or light graceful. That's interesting. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Graceful. Yeah, but wait, I want to psychoanalyze you a little bit. Well, what do you want to psychoanalyze? Like what's going on in my life that would make me feel that well, way? What, is it is it your life or is it just the state of the world? Well, what do you want to I mean, analyze? I was What do you um, want to ask? Are you feeling better? I want you to feel better. <laughs> <sighs> That's nice. I'm I, What do know, you do? What do you do for to what do you do for to make to bring joy into your life? That's right an interesting now. thing. I mean, honestly, that's the thing that's really tough is that the things that I do to bring joy, like for me, biggest joy getter was traveling. Like I love to travel. I love going out. I love people. I love being social. And it's like all of those things have been taken. I need to know what you're doing to numb the pain because we're all doing that. That's easy. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing to numb and self-medicate? Yes. Is that it? Um, so I stopped eating carbs, um, like six weeks ago or maybe seven weeks at this point. And, that has not helped me at all. And I've actually not lost any weight at all. Maybe a little bit. That's not true. Like, I've listened to your, I've listened to your show and you've talked about losing weight. Okay. I'm going to interrupt you. I know okay. I'm, t- I'm, I, I just indulge me for a second because literally I was jumping up and down last night at the thought of talking to you. Oh my God. And Go on. I have so many things to say and you're going to have to just take the compliments and be comfortable. Oh God. Okay? I'm already, fran- I'm already listening. Oh, I'm panicking. Right, right. Just take the, just, just take the compliments. Okay. Um, you, your comedy, you're, you're feeling yourself. You, I, yeah. you, you said that on the show before you look amazing, but aside from that, your comedy has gotten so elevated. Like I, when we were in college, you used to do a lot of self-deprecating humor, yes. which was hilarious, but it was also like at your expense. Right. Right. And I've heard you say recently that, you know, at times you say, no, I'm not going to put myself down. And I'm so root for that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're, you're shining because of it. That's nice you're of you like, to say. Thank you. That is, that is nice. I actually am not in, I'm not fully cringed. I'm like half armadilloing. I'm not in the full role yet from the compliments. Okay. No, you know, what's funny. It's uh, I, a lot of people would reach out to me. I actually find it almost offensive sometimes because people like who listen to my serious show or this podcast, I'll get DMS from people who go, Oh, you're always so hard on yourself. You're always so hard on yourself. And I'm like, I actually, like I am a tall girl. So I'll bring up the fact that I'm tall. That's the body I live in. You know what I mean? But it's almost like, are you being hard on me? And then accusing me of being hard on me? Like, are you like, I won't even bring up like weight or other things like that. And people go, Oh, stop putting yourself down. And it's like, babe, I I actually wasn't. Are you putting, Like, I can't explain it. There's like a funny projection that happens there. And I'm like, can you just let me be me and like explore myself? And also if I'm having a down day, I think we'd be living in a fake 
world if no one ever put themselves down? Because how many days, and you're a stunning actress, you're gorgeous, you literally look better than you've ever looked in your life. And I feel like I'm sure you have days where you wake up and you feel like shit. So there are days where I think if we talk about that too, I do think it's a good outlet for other women, especially to feel, you know, not alone in that way and to also make light of it a little bit. So I think there's, there's a benefit to it too. And also like, as long as you're, as long as like, you know, you're putting yourself down, it doesn't become your default and like your go-to thing where the, where the neurons like automatically go to putting yourself down. As long as you're not doing that, then also it's a way of making light of things. Like, yeah, I look like shit today. Okay. Ha ha. Who cares? I didn't get enough sleep. That's exactly right. You know, that's right. I have worked on it. I think that enough people yelled at me though, that I, I did stop doing it. And, uh, I do agree that the psychological effects of really trying not to do it have benefited me. So thank you for your support. And yeah, I've, I've, it's also not inviting other people to, it's not giving that space to other people to do it as well. That's really true. Well, now you're digging in here. We're Wait, now you're really actually deep. getting somewhere. Talk to me about that. Cause that's interesting. I always feel like, yeah, I feel like I welcome people into my life sometimes who um, find it okay to be nasty to me. And I wonder why that is. Cause I like to think that I'm nice to most people. I have my moments, but um, I think that you're onto something with that. It's like, the, I think it's my mentality as a formerly bullied child that I still carry that with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you like, or you have people that are your friends with that are more judgmental of you and more critical of you than you would be of them. So it's not as gracious. I think also, yes, there's definitely the like, oh, if I criticize myself first, I, I put up the barrier so that I do it first. So the other person can't. That's, do you want to know what I've done to numb right. the pain Please, in, uh, uh, during COVID? I want to know nothing more than that. Do you see these? Do you see what my hair is doing? You see what my hair oh, is no. doing? I cut, <laughs> no. I cut my own bangs. I mean, no, I have a big bun up here, so yeah. I, my hair is still long. I'm not, it's messy. I'm not going to take it out. So it's not, but I, I've had this problem since I was a child. If I'm bored or I'm stressed, or if I'm just like feeling creative, I will cut my own hair. And sometimes it's really successful. Sometimes I'm like really good. And I've sat in front of enough hairdressers and paid attention to their technique that I'm convinced that I know how to do it. So in full like lockdown, I was like, I need to trim my hair. I did it. It was totally great but I couldn't stop there. You I had to keep up. going. You fucked it up. Go on. And I fucked it up. Well, so it's growing out. And obviously it's fine. Like hair grows Comb out them forward. I actually think they look cute. Your whole look is very so they adorable. Were, they were like, now I'm just opening my, see, see what I'm doing? I'm opening myself up to being trolled. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. I, they were really short, like, you know, which was terrible. Cause also the minute I did it, I was like, Oh, I hate having hair in my face. Why did I do that? Bangs, you know, the bangs ruined my all life. the time. Uh, every day. Bangs ruined my life for five years. And then you you really have <laughs> to commit to growing them out. You're lucky that you didn't do what I did. First of all, I think they look very cute. And if you did go to someone, they can thin them at the ends. That's all you have to do is um Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, this is too thick. And I went too yeah. far on the side. This side is fine. This side I went too far, and so it's a little bit mullety. But I have figured out ways to hide them. And then like in a month, they'll be down to my cheekbones. It'll be fine. And you'll be fine. I cut my own hair all the time. Do you want to know my technique? Yes. Um, get wasted. No, soberly. I have, <laughs> I have two scissors that I bought at Ulta. They were expensive. One are like the regular hair shears. And then one are the layering like toothy scissors. And so first I go through and I go around the edge with the flat ones. And then you take the toothy ones and this is what you need for your bangs. You go in, you don't cut like this way you cut up yeah. so that yeah, it's yeah. not like, you know, Amanda Plummer and Pulp Fiction, like crazy wig hair. You have like a normal oh. soft, just chill. I, <laughs> not right. you, you don't have to name. not you, you. Don't have to call me names. <laughs> 
not you, idiot. Now I'll call you a name. But like, you know what I mean? When people have that, because the styling now, by the way, of haircuts is driving me crazy. They're cutting women's hair so blunt. Emily Blunt, I call it, where it's like, and I have, as you know, I mean, a shit ton of hair, even though I'm losing a lot of hair. Do you remember how thick my hair used to be? Look at it now. It's like almost normal. No, it still looks thick. It looks like you just tapered it at the bottom. <sighs> I don't know. I But the hair situation is killing me. Um, I think your hair looks good. I should also add to the listener that Julia could not connect her Bluetooth headphones. So she's wearing her son's headphones. Are they, what's the brand? Mickey Cars 2? No, well, they don't have a logo on them because I think we got them on a on an airplane. It was like oh, the little kid packet that they give you on an airplane. I gotta so say, they actually look very them. cute on you. You look like very like the, like music video in the eighties. Cute. Thanks. Um, we've my we've, son's we've, like, where are my headphones, mommy? <laughs> um, Is he there? By the way, a little strummer. No, no, he's at he's at school. Oh, Can you're kidding! It? I have a child in school, preschool. I have a child in preschool. So here's what I want to say because we have to go to break. And pause for episode two. When we come back, which will be Thursday, we'll release part two. Julia Stiles, I want to talk to you about mothering. I want to make you the next Jessica Alba, Gwyneth, celebrity mom. I need you to have your own brand. And we're going to talk what that brand would be. Um, Jules, what do you want to promote before we go? You have Riviera's coming out October 15th. Season three is coming out October 15th mm-hmm. um, in the UK and Europe. And I think shortly afterwards in the US. That's but right. um, it's, yeah, it's really beautiful this season. And it's a really like big conspiracy, scary thriller mm-hmm. that takes us all over the world. It's, I'm actually really proud of it. I say actually, I don't know why. In any case, yeah, watch Riviera. All right, we'll, we'll talk about it. We're going we're gonna to go. We'll talk about it Thursday. I want to talk about Riviera and also just your life. So we'll be back uh, Thursday, guys. Thank you. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.